Good morning. This is Karen, a.k.a. Hippie Mama. And I pray that you all had a wonderful weekend. You did a lot of things that you couldn't get done during the weekday. Or that you just had a very relaxing, relaxing weekend and you're ready for the week. So today, our Bible study is coming from the book of John, John 1 chapter 15 verse 1 through 16. Usually I don't like to read a lot um, when I do the Bible studies because I I believe and I could be wrong but I think that it tends to lose people unless we're following along. I know that's how it happens for me. If I don't read along um, I just really start to zone out on the message. So what I'm going to ask, because this was like a revelation for me on Saturday morning at, I don't know, five o'clock. I got up Saturday morning at five o'clock with a need to search out what does it mean to bear fruit? We hear about it all the time in the Bible. You know, be fruitful, multiply, be fruitful, be multiply. And I had to ask God, I just said, Lord, I don't know if I understand 100%. As a matter of fact, it ain't, it's not about, I don't know if I don't understand. I didn't understand. I'm like, be fruitful. What does it mean to be fruitful and multiply? You know, we think, or I thought, I can't speak for everybody, only myself. I thought that being fruitful was meaning you reproduce, you have children, uh, or, you know, you go out and you uh, give to others the best way that you can. Um, That's your way of being fruitful. But I asked God to really show me, what does this mean? So it was funny because I was listening to... Um, Dr. Stella, and some of you may have heard of her. She was the uh, doctor that said that COVID can be eradicated or treated. Um, And she got a lot of, she went viral basically. Um, But anyway, I was listening to her her, um, YouTube channel and she was preaching and talking on John. And so... It it did, it actually inspired me to read. And when I read it, in the one verse that I read, I was like, oh, I got to read more. I I need to see where this piece is coming from. And so as I read this chapter, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I didn't really read it until this morning. So I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm going to share with you what was shared with me uh, on this chapter. And again, it's verse 1 through 16. Or 17 so I'm you know this is gonna be a little bit long but I believe that it's necessary in order for us to get a full understanding and if you will just put me on pause for a second go grab your Bible if you don't have it and open it up to 1st John chapter 15 and we will go through the scripture together and I'm actually using the new international version Um, So it may sound a little differently if you're reading from King James or uh, English Standard Version or any of the multiple 
uh, numerous other versions that they have out, but this is the new international version. And we'll begin with, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Okay, so I'm going to stop here because I think I have to stop and continue to move along. Now, this piece is critical for us to really get. Jesus is telling us here that he is the grapevine, okay? He is the start of it. He is the root of it. It is him. And if you look at a vine and you think about how the vine branches off, those branches are us, okay? Now, he's saying God is the master gardener, okay? God is the gardener of his vine and all the branches that come off of it. Okay, so when God prunes, and see you prune branches, and people who garden will understand this, you know that you're pruning in order to bear more fruit, to get that plant or that vine to give you more fruit. You need to prune that, um, that vine or that plant so that you can bear more fruit from that. All right, now we're going to go on into verse 3. You already clean, you, I'm sorry, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So Jesus is saying, because I have given you my word, I want you to know you're already purified. You're already pruned just because I gave you this word. All right, we're going to 4. Remain in me. And I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither you can bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now think about this. I don't know if you go out and you prune, let's say you take off a little plant stem, okay? And you leave that plant stem on the ground and just, you just, pick it off, pluck it off, maybe you put it in your house, I don't know. Eventually, that little plant stem is going to die. Why? Because it's not connected to the vine. It's not connected to anything, right? And you can try, and there's some cases where you can try and regrow it, and it will grow some stems, and you can even plant it, right? but it has to be planted in a foundation. So you can't just leave it in the water or else it'll it'll rot, right? So you have to take it and go back and replant it in soil, in fertile soil, not just any soil. I can't just go out and put it in sand and expect for it to take root or at least not a solid foundation root. Okay, now we're going into number five. I am the vine, you are the branches. Again, he's reminding us, he is the vine, he is the source of everything, right? We are the branches that are coming out from the source, right? But we're part of the source, okay? If you remain in me and I am you, you will bear much fruit. If we 
follow his commands and we do what he has asked of us to do, you have no other option but to reap the benefits of the harvest. You will flourish. He's telling us right here that if we remain in him, if you remain in me, and if we keep him in us, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. You will, you will. So here's my question then, where it was coming up a little bit. You will bear much fruit. What does that mean? I'm gonna get riches. I'm gonna get uh, all the money in the world. I'm gonna get all the clothes, all the cowboy boots that I want. I mean, I'm gonna bear much fruit. He's telling us if we do his bidding, if we do what he has asked us to do, we will bear much fruit. You will bring so many people to him. You will be his disciples. You will be the disciples that he wants you to be. You will bring men to salvation. You will help save lost souls. You will bear much fruit. All right, so we move on. He says, because apart from me, you can do nothing. If you are not part of the vine, if you are if you are a dead branch that's fallen off or that God has cut off, you're going to wither and you're going to go away. Okay, because there's no use. There's no use, right? A branch has to be connected to the vine, to the source. Number six. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now, verse 7, I have memorized this verse. I encourage you to memorize this verse. I encourage you to read this verse and ask God to give you your understanding of this verse. Because my Lord, when I read this verse, I knew this is what I woke up to this morning saying, I gotta, I gotta say it right. I can't just think I'm saying it right. I need to know it. I need to know it. And so this verse seven says, if you remain in me, excuse me, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Glory, glory, glory. I'm going to read that one more time, y'all, because this is a... Everything is powerful, and there are some things that just touch you specifically a different way. And this verse was one of those verses that just touched me in a different way. So I personalized it. I personalized it. And it read, If you remain in me, Karen, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And that to me is powerful. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So see here, God is telling us If you remain in him, 
And if you allow him to remain in you, don't go off and do the things of the world. Don't follow that pathway, but stay on the pathway that leads to the vine that has many branches, that bears much fruit. And his one goal is that we, as the branches, will bear much fruit for his Father, to glorify his Father. Then we show ourselves to be like his disciples, to be followers, to be leaders, to be innovators, to be those that are willing to give up everything, everything for him. Are you willing to give up everything for God? Are you, are you really willing to give up everything that you have? to be a disciple and follow God, to be fruitful for the glorification of our Father, for the kingdom of God, for the kingdom of heaven? Are you willing? I am. This is the verse. This is the things that help me because we have to. You can do everything in this world that you want, but you have to have the word in your heart. You have to know what his commandments are. You have to, you have to, you have to. So that if one day the scriptures are not available and man tries to tell you something, you may not know it verbatim. You may not be able to spit it out word by word by word, but you will know true or false teachings. And I also encourage you, don't just stop here with the Holy Bible. I would say to you, go on and read the Torah. I am. I'm getting ready to do that because I want to know how closely the Bible in the Old Testament follows what the Torah, which has never been changed since Moses written it, how closely it follows what's being said in the, in the Old Testament. But see, that's when you want to know God. That's when you want, and it's not you saying you don't believe the words that are in the Bible. It's just that you want understanding. And see, we have to each search for our own understanding. We have to we got to get personal. You got to get intimate with God. Okay? You can't just be half stepping. You need to get intimate with Him. You need to have intimacy with God. And the only way we're going to achieve that is we have to look deeper. We got to be willing to get to get uncovered. We have to be willing and desire to be as close to God as we can get. All right, well, I'm getting off. I'm not really getting off topic, but I'm getting getting field here. So let me move on <laughs> so we can finish this lesson. Okay, verse nine says, "As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love." 
Wow. Did you hear that? Let me read it one more time. As the Father has loved me, so I loved, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. God is telling you that he loves you. Okay, because Jesus, I'm sorry, is telling you how much he loves you. He's telling you, I love you, Karen, as much as my father loved me. And God loved Jesus. God loves Jesus. God is in love with his son. Jesus is telling us he loves us as much as his daddy loves him. That's a lot of love. That's beautiful. That is one, you know how happy that makes my soul? Jesus loves me as much as his father loves him. And God loves his son unconditionally. Your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, your sisters, your brothers, your Spouses, I don't care. I just said husbands. <laughs> but do you know that God loves you more? More than your own children loves you? Do you know that God loves you more than your own parents love you? And I mean, you can have parents that love you and would do anything in this world for you. But they can never love you more than what Jesus and God loves us. They can never give you that love that Jesus gives us. All right, so verse 10 says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's command and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now, get this, God, Jesus, and I I refer to God and I say Jesus and the Holy Spirit because they are three in one, they are the same, but I'm trying to be um, correct here whenever I'm speaking to you because Jesus is telling you, (laughs) you may have joy, okay, and you may know what joy feels like, but my Lord, until you have the joy of Jesus in you, you haven't felt nothing. You, you haven't even scratched the surface until you have the joy of Jesus Christ within you. And he said, I'm telling you this. I'm, I'm saying to you, Karen, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. Verse 12 goes on to read, my command is this. Okay, y'all, here, here it is. Here it is. If you ever... <laughs> you ever wanted to know what Jesus wants you to do, the simplest thing that Jesus is asking that we do, I'm going to tell you. Now, this might be a lot for some people, but Lord knows I try to do this every day of my life. He says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There's no big textbook that I need to read through. There's no uh, 10,000 words that I have to say over and over and over and over and over. 
There's no long prayers that I have to pray. There's no um, particular rituals that I need to perform. He told me right here in John 15, verse 12, what I need to do. He said, love each other as I have loved you. That's it. 13 says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. See, God isn't even keeping secrets. I'm sorry, Jesus is not even keeping secrets from us. He is telling us verbatim from God's mouth through his mouth to our ears. He is telling you and I everything that God, his father, has told him. He's not keeping any secrets from you and I. He's not telling us that, oh, before you can do this, you know, you got to go in, you got to go, you got to go run around um, 500 times um, and then come back and then you got to set this up and put this up in front of this and do this. And then I can share with you what my father has told me. God is making this so simple. He's making it so simple, y'all. He's saying, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Now this, (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, I love John chapter 15. I love it. I love it because... Ooh, verse 16, see, verse 7 hit me, okay? Verse 7, recall, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. But verse 16, y'all, verse 16 set it all off. This is what lit the fire. This is what struck the match. This is what burned down the house. Verse 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. You did not choose me, Dan. You did not choose me, Mary. You did not choose me, Andrew, Jonathan, Karen, Skylar, Eric, Margaret, Cheryl, Lisa, Teresa, Mondo, James, 
It doesn't matter what your name is. You didn't choose him. <laughs> he chose you. He saw you. And he said, I want you. Now you had the option to say, okay, I'll come, I'll do this. Or you had the option to say, uh-uh, sorry, I don't, I don't go that way. <laughs> sorry, that's not what I want. But God, Jesus, looked at you. He looked at you from before you were even placed in your mother's womb. Okay, this is the kind of love that Jesus has for us. He saw us before we even became adults or while we're still children. He saw us. And he chose us. He didn't choose the entire world. He chose the people that he wanted, the people that could bring much more fruit to the vine in order to glorify the Father. He chose the ones that were willing to get out here on the battlefield, the soldiers that were willing to fight day in and day out. He chose the ones that were quiet. He chose the ones that were loud. He chose the ones that were funny he chose the ones that didn't speak a lot. He chose the bold and he chose the meek. He chose the strong and he chose the weak. He chose the ones that he knew would be fruitful. He chose the ones that would fall. He chose the ones that would give up everything, everything to be his disciple. He chose you and he chose me. But we have a choice. We have a choice. He's not going to force you to stay part of this vine. He's not going to force you. Excuse me. He's not going to choice you. He's not going to force you. If you want to no longer be a part of his vine, because you see when you fall off and you choose not to, that's the beautiful thing about plants and about vines. They will bud and they will grow new branches because there's always, always life ready to spring forth into take up the mantle and to, to do the call and grow 
and bear much fruit. So, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask, Karen, Margaret, Daniel, Bob, John, so that whatever you ask in my name, this is in Jesus' name, whatever you ask in Jesus' name, the Father will give you, God, His Father will give to you. This is my command. And He tells us one more time. So He tells us not only here in verse 12, my command is love each other as I have loved you. He tells us again at the end of this chapter, this is my command, love each other. (sighs) Listeners, friends, anybody that is willing to hear this message, I hope that you will go back at some point, whether it's today, next week, a month, whenever, but I pray that you will go back and you will, excuse me, you will read John 15, the whole chapter, it's only 16 verses, and you will ask God to give you your understanding because my understanding may not be the understanding that you get from this. And I want you to get your own understanding of what this means and what it means for you. And I'm going to do something a little different today, um, just because it was laid on my heart a second ago. And I want to be obedient to my father to Jesus. I want to be a faithful disciple. I want to be one that he is proud of. So if you don't want to hear this, then I'm going to ask that you end this podcast now because I am going to say a prayer for those who are listening that want to hear um, this message that I believe God has laid on my heart to give you. Uh, And for those who don't want to listen, there is no harm. And obviously, I will never know. You could have cut this off a long time ago. Um, But for those who are still standing by waiting, let us pray. Father God in heaven, I come to you this morning thanking you, God, for all of the goodness that you are for all of the good things that you give to each of us every single day of our lives. I want to thank you, God, for your strength, for making the weak strong because they lean on you, because they believe in you, because they worship you. I want to thank you, God, for this word this morning, for giving me clarity Father God, that I may be able to teach the way that you have instructed me to teach. And if no one 
got understanding. Father God, I thank you that you gave me understanding. But I ask God that you will touch the lives of all those who listen. Whether they listen today or they listen a week or a month from now. Father God, whoever listens to this podcast. Father God, I ask that you give them a special blessing. That you show them, Father God, that you love them like your father loved you. Jesus, I ask that you will strengthen them where they feel weak. Father God, I ask that you will grant them the knowledge and the peace and the wisdom that they are seeking. Lord, I thank you that you bring them here on Mondays to listen to this study to hear your words, to learn your words. Father God, I thank you for that opportunity that you give me to use my voice to speak love to all because I love all of your people. Father God, I ask that you give them that same love in their heart that they may love one another and trust one another and know God that they can stand on your word and that your word will not fail them no matter the situation and I know right now the world is in disarray I know right now God that people are hurting that people are struggling that people are lonely that people are afraid that people don't know what they're going to do But Father God, if you could just give us, just give us a taste of your joy. That we may believe, that we may know, God, that you have not abandoned us. That you have not given up on us. That we may continue to be pruned by your Father's hands, but that we may remain attached to your vine so that we can be fruitful and bring others in. We need to bring others in as disciples. So Father God, I thank you. Thank you for every blessing, for every wonder that people will find that special verse for them that inspires, that encourages, and that keeps them. And Father God, when we have come to a time in our lives where it's time for us to come home, I ask that anyone that is fearful no longer be fearful. That they Look and rejoice for that day when it comes, that there is peace and harmony within their soul, within their mind. But I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all things. I thank you. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. 
amen and amen and amen. I want to thank you guys. And I hope this lesson was a blessing. It was a blessing for me. I can tell you that. And just to be able to get it out and say it and have a platform was even more of a blessing. So thank you for listening. Thank you for spending 30 some odd minutes with me. I really do appreciate it. I love you guys. God bless you. And we'll be back tomorrow for a topic. Not sure what I'm going to talk about. But I will definitely be back tomorrow to talk to you. Have a blessed day and have a great night. Amen. Bye.